0: Hey, night owls. Welcome to another episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And we have super exciting news for all of you listeners. We're doing a giveaway. Yay. So so this episode, like the theme of this episode is blind date with a book. So we both went on Etsy and we bought a, basically it's like a mystery book. Like they wrap it. You have no idea. You can kind of like pick the theme although there were some where you could even pick the theme Mm -hmm. i was not brave enough for those ones i was worried (laughs) i did not do that um but either way we're gonna have a giveaway so you're gonna want to go to our instagram it'll have all the deets there on what to do what it's gonna be about and we'll tell you all more about it at the end of the episode too you know wrap it up here so that way you guys know what we're talking about but just jumping right in cuz i don't think we got any business to talk about other than i'm just watch. i'm just
1: really excited that we're doing another giveaway honestly like i love doing these it was really kind of fun to do the blind date with a book like we'll talk about our books um i've got some feels about it but like in general like i just really enjoyed like this whole like exercise yeah
0: and i'm excited to be able to like gift somebody a blind date with a book and because like yes be like, i'm going to oh. pick something
1: that like i've read are we going to do two we're going to give away two books yeah. we're going to each pick one yeah, okay cool. so you'll,
0: yeah so Yeah, we'll just do that right now. Uh, So basically the winner of the giveaway is going to get a book from each one of us that's going to be picked. So you'll tell us kind of like what genre you like. Maybe we'll do a little like Instagram stalking on you. Who knows, but we'll pick one out for you. So you'll get two, one from each of us, something that we've read before that we liked, not just like a, Oh, here's a book that I hated. Somebody else can have it go suffer. You know,
1: I would just be like, really mean, be like,
0: Hey, guess what? I didn't love this book. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. I never finished it. It was trash. I hope you love it. No, it was will- awful. Give me your feedback. <laughs> we will, we will not do that to any of you.
1: No, we super won't but uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about this topic and our giveaway. So that's all you can get started on your book now. I'll allow it.
0: Okay. So, uh, the whole, actually I'm just going to throw out. So I think the blind date with the book was kind of my idea. So how I thought of it the first time is that, so I have a local bookstore here. They did it one time. So they like wrapped books, Mm -hmm. but how they did it is that they would write like four lines about the book on this like cover of it, this like Brown paper cover. And so you could kind of be like, Oh, would I like him? Like, Is this like my kind of book? Like, I don't know. Like quick facts. Yeah. But with everything going on right now, I don't know if my bookstore is doing it. I drove by and the line was like 20 people long out the door and I just didn't have the time. So I bought mine from the internet. So throwing out the Etsy. um, So I got it on Etsy and it's Spellbound by Meg. That's who I bought it from. Uh, You pick like a different whatever genre. So I think I did. Thriller slash mystery, I think is the genre that I picked. Um, Yeah. And you get a cute little book. It came with a little tea bag and I got a pick tea that I liked, which I liked because I picked passion tea, the Tazo passion tea, like my go-to. So the book I ended up getting is Unspoken by Lisa Jackson. And so- Lisa Jackson's like a fairly well-known author too, right? Yeah. So she's written a ton of books and like this kind of like mystery, thrillery type thing is like- her like go-to kind of book Ooh. and so this one if you look it up on like goods on goodreads is supposed to be like what the more you know the more you question it's like you're like huh what's kind of going on so so the main character is shelby cole and so she grew up in bad luck texas she lives in seattle now uh kind of like big things about her that matters or kind of how the book starts. Um, is that at 17, she had a baby. Uh, she was told that the baby died at birth. And so now she's, oh. it's been nine years. So the, she's 20, what is that, seven? Trigger
1: warning infant loss. Yeah, we'll
0: have to throw that out. It doesn't, it's a good trigger warning. Yeah, the book doesn't really like how things it happen. It touches in the book. on it's, it, but it doesn't get into yeah. it. Okay. Because now nine years later, uh, she gets a letter in the mail with no forwarding address. With the picture with her baby's name elizabeth saying that the baby is alive and well what yeah and she so she like freaks out and she instantly (laughs) goes home to bad luck texas from seattle and like good on her for having a job that's like yeah cool whatevs do whatever you want so she just instantly goes home like doesn't like do no googling no like oh is this like some weird evil trick is somebody just being mean like instantly believes it gonna go home gonna find her baby has given it zero additional thought other than was it gonna- like a
1: motherly gut instinct maybe like does it talk about that like is that what it was is it like she just like felt like it was true
0: kind of or they just like so, she's just going <laughs> so she like sees the picture and she just she just kind of believes it she's just instantly like oh this has to be real and like mm when she when she was 17 so like how she ended up like she gave birth a little bit early because she went out right like horseback riding at eight months or something and then fell oh my god and, yeah terrible life choices at 17 but why 17. would
1: anyone let her on a horse okay i just have questions
0: because you know Fine. she's not she's not gonna listen to her daddy she does what she wants kind of a she was that kind of 17 year old lord uh, also when i talk about the baby daddy it'll all make way more sense so but yeah so she like falls off the horse she has an accident That baby ends up being born a little bit early, and like she's on like a lot of like painkillers and stuff like that. And so, her dad and the doctors are the ones who told her that the baby died. So, she's believed because she's 17. She doesn't like know what to ask questions or anything like that. So, other things that are going on in and around Bad Luck, Texas, is there's this guy, Ross McCallum, and he was sent to prison for murdering this guy uh but turns out that the person who like was like this eyewitness has found the lord and is dying of cancer Oh, they always and do is recounting his statement he said that he was paid off by unknown people to lie and then the only other person who like was who like cuz so it was like and it was not even like necessarily like true eyewitness like this guy who mm-hmm. swaggy who was the one who was recounting it's just like kind of like flimsy but like was believed and then the other person is like this prostitute and they're like oh she's known for lying she would lie to get paid man she's okay. a okay
1: i like really hate that trope in like literature and television that's just like she's a sex worker and therefore shall not be believed
0: exactly yeah and so he so like the book starts with like the prologue or whatever and it's like him being sentenced And he's like, oh, I'm going to get my revenge and your little doggy too kind of a thing. And so he's like hell bent on revenge. (laughs) (laughs) He's also like released. I I mean, granted, I don't know how quickly people are released once like the person who like the testimony who like put them in prison, like when they recount. But like
1: very quickly.
0: So this was really quick. So I guess then maybe that that is kind of accurate so then other important characters we have judge cole who is shelby's father she consistently calls him judge to his face and when talking about him she's never like oh my dad she's like oh the judge A confusing thing. i hate it like it's not confusing you know exactly who she's talking about but like girl this is your father why are you calling him the judge like he's not the judge in maybe your life.
1: the writer just did it for like the reader's consistency so it wasn't confusing
0: I don't know. But if, I you, if it's clear, though, that she's saying it, I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't like it. Um, and then so the other person who's kind of important here is Nevada Smith, and so he is maybe, pretty sure, probably, Shelby Cole's baby daddy. And he would have been, maybe. like, 22, <laughs> 23, 24, something Ooh, like that. That's, oh, that's great. You know, very bad, very illegal. I mean, I don't know about Texas, but probably illegal. I mean, Romeo and Juliet laws, it's, like, on the line. Yeah, but either way, and so like, she, so Shelby like loved him, and it was like the only person she ever loved, and blah, blah 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 blah. So like, that's annoying. Whatever. And so she like comes back, and she's like, confronts her father, and she's like, "Oh my God, you lied!" And he's like, "I don't know the fuck you're talking about." And she was like, "You lied. You're keeping secrets." And then at one point, she's like eavesdropping on her dad and their housekeeper and the housekeeper is like like, you just like you need to tell Shelby like she needs to know what's going on like it's not fair and Shelby was like obviously they're talking about my daughter and you're like but when I was reading it I was like no I think that there might be something going on with him that she wants him to tell you like maybe not actually your daughter and so I'm just gonna be up front I'm giving this one and a half stars oh ouch the only reason i finished this book was for you dear listeners i did this for you i tortured myself this was miserable so let me tell you about all the reasons why it was terrible why you should never read it and why i will never read lisa jackson again oh no i'm upset here we go so uh the entire book spans about a week and so like two to three days in Shelby is angry at anyone and everyone because they're clearly not working fast enough to find their daughter that she just found out about and you're like girl it's been like three weeks three days I mean Nevada Smith sec. like Nevada Smith baby daddy like gets a um you know like hires a PI and she's like What's his name? What's his name? Inf- I'm gonna go talk to him, and he's like, I just called him yesterday. Like he's looking into it, like because they're trying to it find takes like takes time. Like they're trying to find like the doctor who helped deliver the baby, all these things. Like there's all these people that they're trying to find, and so she's like super annoyed. She is so laser focused, obsessed with getting her daughter back, which I understand. I get. The I can premise, completely yeah. understand how you would want to reconnect with this daughter that you had nine years ago that you thought was dead but she never once thinks about what it will do to this child. And somebody even asked her, "Is like, like so that. like, what's your plan? You just going to go ahead and like rip her from these adoptive parents that she's known her whole life that maybe she thinks she's right. not adopted. Like all because you, and she was like, I'll figure it out when I find her. And it's like, or maybe it's been, we're on day three now. Maybe you reined it in a hot flipping second. How long has it been? Like how old would her kid be? Nine. Okay. Here's
1: the thing though. Like usually when you give your kid up for adoption, like when they're 18, they can look for you, but like basically legally, unless there's an agreement that says
0: like, you have an open adoption. Like if you've got a closed adoption, man, that's it. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. And so like if this, if your kid, and also that's the other one is that we don't have any like sort of proof of life proof that this is her daughter, other than I'm a picture of a nine-year-old Um, and trigger warning suicide. Her mom committed suicide. So like she doesn't, so Shelby's mom. So like Shelby doesn't have, like necessarily have her mom here to help with any of this. Is as anybody's mm-hmm. asking why I didn't like talk about her? Which that was fine. Um, so basically, other reasons why I really didn't like it: Shelby is acting like a child with daddy issues. She's still acting like this dumb seventeen-year-old who got herself knocked up. And I'm not tr- I'm not hating on people who get pregnant young. I know it happens. She was fucking stupid. She you want to shake her oh my god she's every life choice she's made since well maybe moving to seattle and whatever was being fine she took up jogging i hate when authors talk about it jogging like she runs every day she doesn't jog she's not jogging. sorry that's a personal pet vendetta anyways <laughs> i have so many bad i'm sorry i have talk.
1: such harsh feelings about this book, um, but i'm kind of upset about it there's definitely some weird things yeah oh like. yeah so
0: she's super aggro at her dad for keeping secrets but then she's also keeping her own secrets from nevada so it's like okay. I would hot,
1: argue though kettle. that going through a traumatic experience like, like having an unplanned pregnancy at seventeen and giving your baby up for adoption would create a very unstable. Well, so she didn't give her baby year old. Yeah,
0: that's true. She didn't. Also, she didn't you know give her mean? baby up for adoption. She thought the baby was dead. So I do, and I think that once I think once I realized that I hated Shelby Cole, I started kind of reading the book through like tinted lenses of just like mm-hmm. God, she's a trash person, but then the writing was just so bad it sounded yeah. like you know when you're in high school and you have to write 17 page book report whatever the hell and you're just putting in filler words and you're reminding everybody again and again like at one point she makes love to somebody and she has to keep talking about how she made love she didn't make love she had sex outdoors in the mud i'm sorry on a that's whim not... because she was a little intoxicated she did not, not make love Mm-mm. I mean that's a
1: romanticized way to put it if you want to be like I did not but relations with that man (laughs) (laughs) if you want to go Bill Clinton about it
0: yeah but it was like within (laughs) I think like three pages the author said that they reminded us that they made love five times I don't need I know I just read. you're
1: drunk you did not
0: I just read it two pages ago like I know that they did this thing and also like Then we had a couple pages where, like, they had to answer the door because the sheriff was there and, like, needed to ask questions. Like, oh my gosh, it's fine. We get it. So, like, she repeats all these things all the time. And then every single male character in this book, other than Judge Cole, because he's, like, 900 years old, is horny as shit. And we have to be reminded about how horny, about how. I hate it, it how tight their pants are getting because this woman- Oh my god, I hate that so much when they constantly describe the general vicinity (sighs) of this man. And like, was her top- and her top was tight and he wondered what her bra was. Oh, and then we go on for like five sentences to explain what kind of bra could she be wearing or maybe nothing. Was she wearing nothing underneath?
1: I literally hate- like, it's not hot. It's not attractive. Like, I hate- reading authors describe a men's erection like it's never it's never
0: that appealing and I'm always just like have you seen an erection so like a lot of this book I agree <laughs> with you completely a lot of this book read how I would expect a male writer to write female characters which is kind of what also really annoyed me is that like Lisa Jackson I am assu- I am making an assumption that she is a female based off her name and the picture in the back of the book so, like, why are you writing such weak, terrible... Granted, I also realized I looked it up afterwards. The book was written in 1999.
1: Is it so. as bad description-wise as my dad wrote a porno?
0: No, because at least he's trying. In his trying. understanding
1: of male or female anatomy.
0: No, because he's at least trying. Not as bad. He's giving mm. us, like, you know, good imagery, you know? So it's just not coming across well. So Lisa yeah. Jackson's writing just didn't, didn't hit the... Mm-hmm. Head And the reason I'm giving it one and a half and not only one stars is because the start was good. It hooked me in quick. I liked, I liked the idea. So like Ross McCallum is getting out of prison and he has something to do with Shelby in Nevada. You don't really know what it is. You're not quite sure what's going on. Oh, is that really her daughter? Honestly, mm-hmm. I was thinking the whole time. The premise I, is interesting. I was like, I don't think it is her daughter because I'm a skeptic. I think the daughter was dead and this is a mean person just trying to get back at you to get you to come back to bad luck Texas. And like, so I, yeah, I was invested early on and then it pittered. And then the another thing that I didn't like is it they the last like they wrapped up the book. So like there's the last chapter kind of wraps up and there's an epilogue and she just shoved everything in an epilogue to be like, oh, Here's how it this all worked out. Oh, all those like things that really didn't make sense that like all along yeah, you were kind of thinking, that. how was that going to end? Oh, well, it's fine. Things are grand. That's no upsetting. questions. Life's lovely. Sunshine mm-hmm. and rainbows. Well, I'm sorry
1: to hear that that was not um, an amazing experience for you. I have not read Lisa Jackson, I don't think. I've obviously heard of her as an author, um, but I have not read any of her books that I'm aware of so uh noted about yeah. her descriptory skills
0: yeah not a fan and I went back and read some reviews and I found a lot of the good reviews are people who have read other books by Lisa Jackson and loved so them like style yeah so I think if you like okay. the style if you read something similar you might actually really like it also I think if mm. I hadn't got so hooked on hating Shelby Cole with such a fiery fiery passion I may have liked it a different. little bit more but
1: I get that it can be really hard to get into a book if you just like generally don't like the main character Mm -hmm. like yeah and then once you get stuck in that you know can't can't get out of it yeah
0: exactly Uh,
1: well i'm sorry to hear that um hopefully we can give lisa jackson another chance maybe at some point maybe like we'll have an episode that's like second chances are possible
0: there we go i like that i did like the whole blind date with the book concept write it down that was nice. I liked, I liked having a book I didn't know was coming, picking something. And also I will be honest about partway through, I wanted to quit. I started Googling. I was like, how quickly can I get another book here? That's a blind date. Can I get one here soon enough? I one, I couldn't. But then too, I realized that that would defeat the purpose of going on this blind date. I got to finish the date. I can't just like run out the bathroom window Times are painful and you just got to deal with it. My hips are too wide. I cannot fit out a bathroom window. Like it's not, not for you. It's no. not going to happen. I got to commit. So
1: I could probably manage it, but most of those bathroom windows are small AF.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, I will say that I honestly didn't love mine either. And I too powered through for the readers because I was like, maybe it redeems itself. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. I've never heard of this author. I have no idea who this person is. I'm not even sure how to say his name. (laughs) I ended up reading The Ridge by Michael Corrida. Corita, koryta k-o-r-y-t-a koryta koryta like makes sense because yeah. there's no like o between the y and the t because I was like is it koryota and i was like no there's no, no o between the y mm-hmm. and t so yeah. Corita, i think is correct yeah um no idea if this person's written anything else like i said never freaking heard of this person i ended up using the etsy shop moon findings co like no spaces um very cute presentation i also got to pick the genre i picked mystery and then there was also like cute little like biscuits and tea involved so like oh, I got like two cookies which was like very it was very cute like I loved it like it had you know like um like the twine wrapping I'll send mm-hmm. a picture post yes. a picture on Instagram um but it was like I really like the presentation I think that it's a really great idea to do you know this blind date with a book. Um. Just didn't happen to love it. So I do wonder, like, do they read the books beforehand? Like I'm very curious about people's criteria for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um personally, Agreed. if I was to do something like this, I would probably just like pick books off of my personal shelf that I've read before so that like I would know that like at least they're not getting something terrible, awful. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> um, what I would
1: do. I'm in the guess that so a lot of people that make this into a business probably do things like garage sales estate sales friends of the library sales where they can get a bunch of books are really inexpensive and I absolutely do not blame them like it's a great business model and it totally makes you branch out like I could have easily picked a genre that I don't normally read um but I figured chances wise it was probably better for me to pick something that I normally read
0: (laughs) yeah I was a little nervous to pick a genre that I don't normally read so
1: yeah I just was like "Mm, considering it's already a mystery book let's not yeah Um, it didn't seem worth the risk um overall i think my book wasn't i guess terrible i'd probably give it more stars than you, but i'll think about it while i tell you about it because i just really haven't decided star wise
0: Ooh, so we're going on an adventure together
1: we're going on an adventure together absolutely i finished it up today actually i was like (laughs) i was like working and i was like shit i still have like a couple chapters left at the very end, and so I just like skimmed through them on my half <laughs> it's like crap. Um, I was like, I, I know where this is going, though. I'm not worried about it, especially like when you read it, you can tell. Okay, I feel like that's very different. Like, I don't know if you have this experience, but whenever I listen to it, I feel like it's much harder to see like kind of where it's going if I'm on the last like three chapters. I don't know why, I don't know hmm. if it's just like a visual thing for me, yeah. like.
0: Or if I think it's just harder to follow thing. with the audio, yeah. The word, Maybe it's just it? the
1: audio. Maybe it's because I don't realize I'm so close to the end. Maybe that's it.
0: Oh, yeah, that could be Once you, when you know it's like like a how perception. many pages you physically have.
1: Yeah, I think honestly that's it. Um, okay, so The Ridge had an interesting premise. Um, there are quite a few main characters actually on this one. So what The Ridge is about is... Um, Kevin Kimball is one of the main characters. He's a deputy sheriff and he's like, I think they're basically in like a small town in the mountains. Um, So there's been like kind of a lot of like weird things in this town and the deputy sheriff obviously is familiar with a lot of different people. He gets a call from like the local drunk, like that's kind of how this book starts off. The deputy sheriff is on his way to go visit somebody who they're kind of like really vague about for a while. <laughs> it's like they don't want to really tell you. That's one of the things about this book is like they don't really tell you a lot of things. And then it's like, where the hell did that come from? Um, so that's like a frustration, but whatever. So he's on his way to go visit somebody, and he gets a call from like the local drunk. And what the local drunk says, like, it's kind of suspicious. Like it kind of sounds like maybe he's gonna murder somebody and maybe he's gonna commit suicide. So Kimball's like, hmm, that's really suspicious. Um, and then like gives him some advice and like gives him like the local suicide hotline. I'm guess trigger warning for this book would be suicide, um, because suicide does occur. Um, but what's really suspicious is that like the local drunk who is Wyatt French. I can never remember his name. I don't know why. I just guess I don't know a lot of Wyatt's. Um, so Wyatt French, he basically is like, but what if the suicide victim isn't totally willing? Right. That's the thing. So like, that's like, that's like the question. Like, did he kill himself? Did something else happen? And so Wyatt French has this conversation with Kevin Kimball and kind of like goes throughout his day. Right. He, he actually starts like kind of setting up all of these other things that like kind of puts it into place. So like Wyatt's kind of like the instigator for everything else happening in this book, basically. Um so like the local newspaper in the small town is being shut down and um, it's been in like business for like 40 years and so like their most tenured reporter Roy Darmis um, has like a relationship with a lot of the townspeople because he's been there for so long right and Wyatt being like the local drunk slash crazy has called him a few times and I guess Roy has like treated him with respect and so Wyatt trusts Roy and so like this book kind of has like a lot of different people's stories going on at the same time so it does kind of make it hard to keep track of sometimes because the chapters are not like super clear either about who you're talking about you know how some books will be like this is roy's chapter this is kevin's chapter this is so-and-so's chapter yeah it, it doesn't do that it just like kind of jumps around where it's just like chapter eight and roy's doing this and we're like what what we were just over here. Um, so the, the linear is not so much with this one. Um, but basically, the setup is, you know, so Wyatt contacts Roy and he says some like kind of weird stuff. And Roy's like, hey, dude, like, you know, the newspaper shut down. Like, I don't need like any tips from you because Wyatt would call with like weird tips. And um, Wyatt basically said, like, you need to come to the lighthouse. And they're in the middle of the mountains, right? In the middle of the mountains. Wyatt has built a white a lighthouse
0: of course he has I'm for it and it runs
1: 24 7 he never turns it off he tells Roy that no matter what he needs to keep the lighthouse going Roy's like hmm that's real weird. He gave me a tip. He sounded like he was being like real suspicious. I'm going to go check it out. Right. Even though like the newspapers done, I guess like Roy grew up in the small town and was like orphaned and basically got like adopted by like the newspaper owners and ended up just like basically spending his entire life going to the newspaper. So like, it was like his life. So like, he has nothing else going on for him. Um, so like Roy goes out to the lighthouse and like, it's very clear something's wrong. Um, you know, the doors open, like there's like blood and broken glass upstairs and i I, this is literally the first two chapters i'm not spoiling anything i swear this is just the setup for the story because there's a a lot going on here that's the thing is a lot does happen um so he finds wyatt he's dead um it's very clear from the very beginning he's going to do this it's just a setup um uh, like very truly like literally the first conversation with him is just like would you rather find a murder or a suicide what if they're not totally willing to commit suicide I think I'd rather and then like a that's murder. It. i don't know because in a murder at least like in a murder like someone else is injured but at least in a suicide like you've only harmed yourself like
0: oh i wanted to find the murder
1: I guess that's true yeah it's more interesting but as far as like actual like reality I would probably prefer to find a suicide (laughs) um anyways it's like very clear from the beginning like this is what's going to happen he's just like setting up the story so like literally Wyatt sets up this entire story and um so there's been like some kind of like local friction going on right now where Wyatt has a uh cat sanctuary like like cougars and and lions and panthers and pumas yeah exactly big cat sanctuary moving in right across the way from where Wyatt and his lighthouse are and they he is not happy about that like he was like no like the cats cannot be here it is not safe so basically like Wyatt is like convinced the woods are not safe there's something going on and he's not sure what it is and the way the back of this book tells you they say it's a ghost story and honestly like it essentially is um it just takes a really long time to get get there (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing um So basically what happens is um, the premise of the book, not giving you any information about what actually happens because there's a lot of weird details, but basically um, Wyatt's Wyatt's gone and the cat sanctuary is moving in this week at the same time and the lighthouse's light is out and the cats start kind of going wild. The cats don't like a specific officer who has been um, present at the scene for a lot of different suspicious things or gotten injured. It seems like Wyatt had this like, like whole kind of like mapped out um, images of like this. So there's like lists of names in his lighthouse and there are people who have died on the bridge that goes to the lighthouse. And then there's also pictures of people and there are people who have survived that like similar instances, right? So it's very bizarre where it's like, okay, so there's some people who have died on this particular like corner, right? But there's also a lot of people who have survived it with no scratches. So how is that possible? So, exactly. So basically, something that Wyatt is doing, or something that Wyatt thinks he's doing, is trying to protect this area, this town, from something. Um, and then the 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 thing with the, like the big cats is that like they can sense it, right? Because animals are sensitive to stuff. So like the cats being in the area, one are irritated by the light, so the animals are going crazy. And then two can sense when there's ghosts. So. I will say it definitely boils down to a ghost story. Once Wyatt is gone, it really kind of drills into um, Kevin Kimball and Roy kind of digging into what's going on in this town, what, what Wyatt's research is like, as well as they also go through the story of like the lady who owns the cat sanctuary, like her husband died on that same ridge from a fall in the dark because the lighthouse was out that day because they had this big like ordinance like discussion basically when the cats were moving in where he had to like adjust the brightness of the lighthouse. So it's huh. like, okay, so there's something going on with the dark and like a lot of people have reported seeing a blue light. Um, and then there's also like some weirdness where people who have survived kind of like go nuts. Like they'll try to kill somebody. Like they're not themselves. But
0: supernatural they're Supernatural people- something.
1: Supernatural, supernatural shit basically is how they explain it. Um, Overall, I didn't see the end coming. Pros, it's a mystery book. I had no idea how it was gonna wrap up or what their plan was here or anything about what really was going on. Cons, the reason that I didn't understand what was going on is because they're not very good at doing segues, they're not very good at connecting storylines. <laughs> like I was like, where the hell did that come from? Like, and I get that that like that's a kind of part of like trying to be suspenseful, like you don't know where that came from. But it, it wasn't done in a way where it was like, oh, I can see now looking back how this built up to that. It's just like, where the hell? um So there were a lot of things like that. um It was incredibly repetitive. It would spend like three pages being like, so he saw this and he was dead. And then there was blood. And then he saw this and he was dead and there was blood and there was blood. And, was blood, and he saw this and they were dead. And I'm Wait, like, was oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so I would be like, okay, you have literally spent like done the same paragraph for a page and a half please stop and it would just be like from every single person at the scene's perspective right you yeah. would be like he smiled and he said that thing and then I said that thing and then he smiled and so everyone had was in on the joke and I'm like oh my god stop so I get like, it, the I think, joke was funny <laughs> I think a lot of it could have been like dealt with with like a very good editor honestly who could who could kind of condense it it ended up being like 400 pages almost and I was like no no this could have easily been like a 300 page Two to 300 page book, you know? Um, so that was annoying. Um, There's also some inconsistencies with the way they talked about people. So Roy Darmus was the reporter and the first few chapters in which Roy came up, the author referred to him as Roy. But as soon as Roy's path crossed with Kevin Kimball, Kimball started calling Roy Darmus. And I couldn't remember what Roy's last name was. It's been like five chapters. And so I was just like, who the heck is Darmus yeah so I had to like skim back and like find his last name and so like it's kind of annoying it's just like at least can like consistently refer to them in the same way like if you're gonna say like it's this guy but people call him Darmus like that's fine tell me that up front and then refer to him as that but like it made it really confusing to follow sometimes um I definitely found a few spots where the grammar wasn't um on par with um grammatical rules and that's okay it happens Again, I think that a lot of the issues with this book could have been dealt with with a decent editor. Um, like, I wrote on here that I have to, I have to say it because I wrote it down. Um, there was one time where he was like, if you don't mind, do this thing. And then the next time was like, he didn't mind. Oh, I hate that so
0: much. Oh when my they put God.
1: I was like, oh. stop, do not. So like, that's just the kind of thing, like, Like I said, the story itself, I truly think it's pretty unique. I did not really see it coming. Um, I really wish they had fleshed out a lot more details because I think like the explanation of like the why and how basically boiled down to like two pages. And it wasn't really like kind of sprinkled in. You know what I mean? How it's like, it's much easier to understand when it's kind of like baked into the story where instead they're just like, he looked at this newspaper article and it said this one thing. Okay, moving on. I'm like- that doesn't really explain everything, though.
0: Yeah, you're like, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> like, I, I, don't know. I just feel like the way that this author thought that the dots connected were not <laughs> as efficient as they could have been. Um, but uh, overall, overall, I think it was interesting. There was definitely some some parts of the plot that were completely unnecessary. Like, um, they also discussed stiffening in the pants. Um, that happened a few times, and it Their was pants like, no
0: longer fit appropriately
1: yeah, they tightened in the crotchal region. I'm just like, okay. Like, it just, it didn't add to the story at all. There was literally no purpose. Like, there was one point where, like, so Campbell goes and he, like, visits this lady who is in prison and he does it on the regular. And she, like, kind of plays into the story, which is why I didn't really bring her up because she's kind of a complicated person and not really integral to, like, the overall plot summary. Um, but to the plot itself, sure. But basically, like, they brought it up, like, literally the first, like, five pages that, like, he had to leave because like things were happening in his pants and they he didn't want her to know and i'm just like okay but like later in the story you find out that like he's been in love with her for many years and you find out like their interaction and i'm just like okay could you not have just told me this yeah that's totally different then why would you tell me that he just like All I know is that he's visiting a felon and he can't hang out with her for too long because he gets an erection. Like, that's not helpful. That's
0: totally different than like, oh, I've been in love with her forever and I never got a chance to tell her because now she's a felon or whatever. Right. Like
1: when he goes and visits her, the first time should be when I get some information about who this human is, not halfway through the book. Um, so yeah, just a lot of just like linear issues. Um, I guess now that we've talked about it, I would probably give it two stars because the plot, like I said, it's fairly original, have not seen anything quite like this. Um, but would have loved to see a little bit more of an explanation. <laughs> yeah. I can suspend belief. I can absolutely do it. Like it's not an issue, but when there's just no dots to connect stuff, it, it's very hard.
0: Yeah. When they just like wrap it and they edit. That's kind of how I felt about mine it was like, like you were saying, like an editor really could have dropped probably also about a hundred pages off of my book,
1: mm-hmm. just because
0: I didn't need the rep- the repetition in it. So right. interesting yeah. though, that both of our blind dates, also when y'all look at the Instagram post, our covers are very similar. Like that's also that's just, that's just kind of super weird because the books are very different, but um, but yeah, so when, like we said in the beginning, we have our own giveaway going. We promise the books you'll get will be books that we've already read, that we've vetted, that we like. You know, do a little sleuthing. Make sure you like them, everything like that. Uh so check that out. That'll be on our Instagram at isn't it past your bedtime. Uh we're also on Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod, but the giveaway won't be there. Um,
1: uh, you can also check out our website. I will post about the giveaway. I'll add a little section for us um, at isn't it past your bedtime.com. You can also check out the archive on our website if you're curious to see what we've talked about in the past. Yeah,
0: uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, all this stuff. We always really appreciate it. And Uh, I think there's already been one mini posted this month, but it's February. We have minis this month, so check those out. You'll be hearing a lot of our voices this month, and we will talk at all of y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.